Not a great day of news for IU Athletics on Monday. Women's basketball team returns but loses a top six showdown. Hoosier football loses one of its top coaches and potentially one of its top recruits. Hoosier basketball assembly hall as a, as a whole loses a longtime PA announcer Chuck Crab to retirement. So a lot of news to get you caught up on in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, February 1st. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for all IU athletics News, analysis, previews, recaps, we're going to be doing a little bit of all that in today's episode. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers both part of your day and your first listen every day. Uh, just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. We've been premiering the episodes at 7 a.m. there every day, uh, so it gives everyone a place to Hang out, watch the episode together as they go through their morning routines, or for those really early risers, maybe you're already into work at 7 a.m., and I do not envy you. Uh, As we mentioned, a lot of news on the day, but none of it is fun. Women's basketball ends their 15-day hiatus uh, by returning to the court in Ann Arbor for a top-six showdown. Did not end well for the Hoosiers, not shockingly. Uh, The Hoosiers come away with their first Big Ten loss of the season there. Football, uh, associate head coach and running backs coach Dellen McCullough uh, reportedly will be leaving the program for Notre Dame. Uh, He was already a kind of a big piece within the staff. He also has uh, a son, Deshaun McCullough, who was the top recruit in the 2022 class, one of the top recruits to ever commit to IU. So uncertain future there for the Hoosiers. And then early in the day on Monday, uh, news came out that long, long, long time PA announcer Chuck Crabb would be retiring uh, immediately. So plenty of news to get you guys caught up on today. Before we jump into that, though, I want to make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening to Locked on Hoosiers at whatever podcast app you use. Uh, Also, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Let's jump into the women's basketball game to start off with. Hoosiers fall uh, 65 to 50 to number six Michigan. Uh, It became a top six matchup earlier in the day on Monday. Uh, Both the Hoosiers and Michigan moved up one spot in the polls. So it was number five, Indiana versus number six, Michigan. Um, it was a, a weird game, if I'm, if I'm being honest, which not a shock considering the Hoosiers were coming into this after 15 days off due to a COVID outbreak within their program. COVID outbreak within other programs kind of extended that break as well. So Hoosiers come out, fall behind early, 9-0. Uh, Michigan had the place rocking. Hoosiers made a bit of a run to cut it down, and then Michigan goes on a 19 to or opens up the lead to 19 to 7, excuse me. Um, and 
it it was worrisome because we we spoke on Monday's episode. Michigan is rolling right now, and I had some worries that this one was going to get ugly. Instead, the the Hoosiers showed why they're a top five team, even though they still don't have McKenzie Holmes, who it sounds like, uh, based on what the broadcast said, could be start jogging next week. That's the hope for the program. But without her, Hoosiers still go on a run. They tie the game at 21 apiece uh, in that second quarter after Nicole Cardano-Hillary corner three-pointer. So a 14-2 run to tie it. Unfortunately, Michigan then scored the next nine points again, second 9-0 run of the half. Hoosiers did respond again, uh, cut it to, uh, or they used their own 9-2 run and trailed by two at halftime, but second half was all Michigan. IU uh, looked like a team that started to run out of gas. Uh, Michigan started to pile it on. There are a number of stats you can look at by the end of this game that are are honestly wild. Um, ultimately, the Hoosiers only scored six points in the third quarter. Michigan opened up the lead pretty big in the fourth quarter. Um, IU kind of kept it close, but uh, by the end of that game, they were completely out of gas. You could tell uh, there, like I said, any number of stats you can look at. Michigan absolutely and thoroughly dominated the interior on the day. They out-rebounded the Hoosiers. You're hearing this right. 52-20. to 20. They out-rebounded the Hoosiers 52-20. to 20. At one point, it was a 38-11 to 11 rebounding at advantage. It, it increased from there, but uh, Michigan grabbed 14 off re- offensive rebounds to just five for Indiana, and most of those for Indiana came in the fourth quarter when the game was already out of hand. Uh, Michigan scored 40, 46 of their 65 points were in the paint. Hoosiers managed only 28 points in the paint. It was 14 to nothing on second chance points, uh, obviously in favor of Michigan. So just a thoroughly dominant performance. Nas Hillman, uh, the head of all that for Michigan, she had 21 points on 8 of 14 shooting. Michigan overall shot 26 of 55. 47.3%. For most of the game, they were at 50% shooting. Now, you may be thinking, how was this a close game if they're shooting 50%? Well, IU forced 25 turnovers. They turned that into 21 points. Uh, that was the lone reason this team was able to stay in the game because they only shot 33% on the night, and that number trended downward throughout the evening um, for a long stretch. Um and really, up until the end of the game, Michigan had as many turnovers as they had field goals. But Hoosiers ultimately struggled to shoot the ball, uh, struggled to get into the paint. Keandra Brown got into foul trouble. Uh, she's starting in place of Holmes. Got into foul trouble early trying to guard Hillman. Hoosiers don't have much size after that. Goulbe could only do so much without getting into foul trouble herself. And Michigan just uh, beat up. The Hoosiers inside really had their way. It was the first game, really, that the Hoosiers, you could tell, really missed Mackenzie Holmes. The Purdue game was a close game, um, but it wasn't a close game because Purdue was just living inside. Um, and this was a night where Michigan was just living inside. And granted, Nas Hillman is arguably Big Ten Player of the Year, um, a top five pick. She'll be in the WNBA draft. She's an absolute monster with Mackenzie Holmes. Uh, she would have been a handful. Ultimately, uh, 
the Hoosiers were going to need a lot of people to step up and play perfect on the night. Nobody did that for the Hoosiers. And as a result, you see a 65 to 50 loss. Now, in the grand scheme of things, losing to uh, a team ranked one spot below you on the road, 15 days after 15 days off, certainly by all means, not the end of the world. Um, this isn't a bad loss that's going to sting in that nature, but it is a loss. And uh, this was the only time these two teams are going to meet. Uh, the two teams are tied atop the conference win-loss record, so um, they're going to they're gonna take it to the wire, I would imagine, these two teams for the Big Ten title. So we'll see how that plays out, but the Hoosiers fall for their first time in a Big Ten game, I believe, in over a year. It had been a long time since the Hoosiers had lost a Big Ten regular season game. Mentioned that a lot of people struggled on the evening. Uh, we're going to look at Really, the entire starting five. Um, the Hoosiers don't go too deep anyway, but look kind of at each player and see what went right, what went wrong for them on the evening. But first, guys, there might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season from scores, totals, playoff performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022 and it's not just football betonline.net's basketball hockey boxing and ufc odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite vegas casino games betonline is your number one wagering destination betonline's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games betonline where the game starts Mentioned that a lot of people struggled on the day for the Hoosiers. It was to be expected. Um, it certainly looked like they ran out of gas toward the end of the game, which uh, the 15 days off paired with the lack of depth this team has meant that was always kind of going to be the case. Nicole Cardano-Hillary was the best player uh, on the day, really, for the Hoosiers, I thought. She ultimately shoots 6-15 from the field, uh, but a career-high eight steals. She was the reason the Hoosiers were able to force so many turnovers of Michigan throughout the day, and she was she's always an absolute pest. Michigan has a bit of a turnover problem. They don't have a ton of guards that are able to bring the ball down the court. Uh, so when Nicole Cardano-Hillary could get up in the guards that they do have and create some problems, it really um, it really gave Michigan some issues. Uh, she finishes with a team high sixteen points. Uh, had five rebounds, couple of assists mixed in there as well, um, but ultimately goes just six of fifteen from the field, three of seven from three. Um, but she was one of the few that I thought looked decent throughout the entire game, and even she kind of ran out of gas at the end. Played thirty-eight minutes. When Mackenzie Holmes is out, the Hoosiers really need Grace Berger to step up. And if you want to talk about someone that looked exhausted by the end of the game. Uh, Grace Berger did. She also went 6-15, certainly felt a lot different. Uh, Grace Berger, toward the end of the game, had a number of layups that uh, Michigan was kind of conceding so that they would not foul, and she just kept missing them. And it was just kind of a sign of how exhausted she looked, how much a Hoosier struggled on the day. Uh, she finishes with 13 points, had six rebounds, did have six assists, uh, a couple steals of her own as well, but uh, 
that was that that looked like a IU team that was coming off a 15 day break up against a Michigan team that was absolutely rolling. And there was only so much the Hoosiers could do about that. Um, they fought valiantly for a half, uh, maybe even the better part of three quarters, though it really started to get away uh, in that third quarter. But um, the Hoosiers did about as much as you could reasonably expect, given the circumstances. Allie Patberg struggled on her own right. Four of 13 shooting, couple rebounds, no assists, uh, only 10 points on the day. Like I said, with McKenzie Holmes out, you need Pat Berg, you need Berger, you really need the entire starters to really step up. And for Pat Berg and Berger to go a combined 10 of 28 from the field, Hoosiers aren't going to win many games without McKenzie Holmes with those two doing that. They may not win any games with those two doing that. Uh, so, again, this is the toughest opponent. They'll play the rest of the Big Ten schedule. Probably the toughest opponent they've played in the Big Ten this season. I thought Michigan looked better than Maryland did. Um, so the, the Hoosiers were able to hang with them for the better part of three quarters on the road f after 15 days off without Holmes. Like if you add all those qualifiers, it's good, but that doesn't make it – it's still a loss in the loss column. Um, Brown and Bay that we mentioned uh, were relative non-factors. Um, Brown finished 0 of 1. She played 20 minutes, immediately got into foul trouble, and just battled that throughout the entire game. She finished with four fouls. Uh, Goulbay was 3 of 10 from the field, five rebounds, uh, a couple blocks, but only eight points total. So those two struggled. Everybody in the country is going to struggle against Nas Hillman. We talked about her in Monday's episode, one of the best players in the country. She's going to be one of the top picks in the WNBA draft when the basketball season, uh, college basketball season is over. Uh, but those two had a, have had a tough, tough go of it, uh, being asked to fill in in the post for McKenzie Holmes. It's going to be tough for anybody. Those two continue to to give the effort, but um, it, it was a rough go of it, we should say, on Monday. So uh, the Hoosiers dropped their first conference game of the season. Um Again, a frustrating one, but they'll be able to bounce back uh, pretty quickly. Everything's going to come quick and fast with this team. They'll be back in action on Thursday. Uh, finally, we'll have another home game uh, against Minnesota. We'll have a preview for, uh, of that. Most likely on Thursday, we'll be able to preview that game for you. Now, for the dearth of football and just general other news, obviously leading off with Della McCullough leaving for Notre Dame. We're going to jump into all that here shortly. We're going to talk about a sponsor we haven't talked about in quite a while. Uh, Rock Auto is uh, one of our longtime sponsors with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all of the parts you need on top of it being a pandemic still on top of it being in January. And it's about to be for those that live in Indiana, snowmageddon is coming this week. Uh, don't you don't go out. You don't have to go out. Just head on over to rock auto. Uh, they have an amazing website that you can get on your computer, your mobile device, whatever it is uh, and get everything you need. Saves you time and money when you use rock auto. Uh, you don't have to you 
pay for the markup costs that those chain stores or car dealerships have. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Uh, Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in the how did you hear about us section so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So early on Monday, uh, it seemed like there was uh, some rumors floating around that Dylan McCullough. Uh, might be leaving for Notre Dame. It was from a couple of accounts that did not have much in the way of um, followers or any kind of credibility. They have a little bit of credibility now because uh, on Monday evening, all of the big kind of reporters for college football began reporting that Della McCullough is in fact uh, leaving Indiana. He was the running back coach and associate head coach for the Hoosiers. Uh, He is expected to become the new running backs coach at Notre Dame, Uh, a really big hire for Notre Dame. It was a really big hire for the Hoosiers uh, when he was brought into the program. He came from the Kansas City Chiefs to IU. He had been at IU previously. He'd been at USC as well. That's why the Hoosiers were able to get Stephen Carr. Uh, This maybe not the only reason, but a, a big reason was because McCullough had recruited him to USC. He comes to IU, Carr follows him. Obviously, that didn't work out maybe as perfectly as envisioned, but you kind of see the impact he's had in the program. So it's a huge hole. It's brutal. It's a huge loss for the Hoosiers. McCullough is a, a solid coach. Uh, it's He's a solid recruiter. Uh, Gabran Payne, who we're going to see this upcoming season, also one of the top recruits in this 2022 class that's the best class the Hoosiers have ever had one of the top guys from it was recruited by Della McCullough there's also the the elephants in the room if we're being honest Deshaun McCullough his son is the top recruit in IU history according to 247 sports uh, the highest rated recruit in IU history he was seen as the guy that will likely come in and step into the hole as uh, that Micah McFadden left, at least one of the guys that was going to do that. I kind of speak in the past tense because if I had to guess, I would imagine he's going to follow his dad to Notre Dame, though certainly as, I, as I'm as i recording this, none, none of that has come out. Uh, it could come out on Monday. I, I don't know. Um, he, But Deshaun is just one of a couple of sons that Dylan has that are committed or on the IU football roster. He has another son that is a um, 2023 commit to Indiana, also a safety, also a four-star recruit. Uh, He's ranked 154th nationally, uh, the second best recruit in Indiana. What's the status of that going to be now? I would be far more uh, certain that he is going to leave or decommit and commit to Notre Dame now. Um, he has another son, Della McCullough II, that is on the IU roster. He transferred from Miami of Ohio 
to uh, Bloomington. Who knows what he is going to do? Um, he already transferred once, so potentially he transfers again and follows his father again. I don't want to speculate a ton on that because one, by the time you're listening to this, that might have already happened. But two, um, we just don't really know what what's going to happen with all that. And uh, but it's a huge loss, even kind of taking away the fact that he has really talented sons that are recruits for the program. He's a he's a good coach, but it starts to raise even more questions because this is more coaches that are leaving the program. More, it's really been kind of just this mass exodus. It's starting to feel like of this IU football program. Offensive coordinator uh, was fired. Defensive coordinator leaves. Associate head coach leaves. Um, you're kind of having to wade through it of whether you think it is kind of the nature of modern college football where there's just going to be this level of turnover that's always going to exist now, or if this is something that should start be a little a little more worrisome uh, with the nature of specifically IU football and where it's at right now. So right now we don't really know. It leaves another big hole that Tom Allen is going to have to fill. He's going to have to find another running back coach, whether he makes that person the associate head coach. I certainly don't know. Maybe he promotes somebody within the program to associate head coach. I don't even know where to begin with that just because there's been so much turnover within the program. It's hard to figure out who would even um, be a candidate to be promoted to head coach. So uh, we will see. But it's a lot of questions right now about this IU football program that we don't have a whole lot of answers to. So be interesting to see how this all plays out in the coming days. Some good news for Indiana is that it certainly appears that Cam Jones is going to be back in Bloomington uh, this season. He was the last domino uh, seemingly left uh, for the Hoosiers. And on Sunday, he tweeted all the IU football um, players have been tweeting their one word for the year. They each get a word, I believe, given to them by Tom Allen that is kind of their focus word for the year. They'd all been tweeting out graphics um, throughout the last week or so. Cam Jones tweeted his graphic uh, with, I'm excited for what the future holds, not only for myself, but for Indiana football. Thank you to everyone who has made contributions to my life. It's time to go to work. So, again, that's not, that's, I think that's as official as it's going to get that he's back with Indiana, and that's massive because that that is – replacing Micah McFadden is going to be tough enough. Replacing Micah McFadden and Cam Jones would have been impossible. Um, so having Cam Jones back, I think at times he was a little underrated just because Micah McFadden was so good. Uh, I think Cam Jones is really, really good in his own right, and hopefully we will get to see that this season, uh, that he'll be a part of a defense that – does return quite a bit of talent uh, from last season, especially in that secondary. There's a lot more stability on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but Cam Jones is going to be massive for this team, um, whether it has Deshaun McCullough or not defensively. Uh, it, he's going to be a massive part of this team. Last piece of info, uh, Chuck Crabb, who 
he's one of those guys I'm you guys might not know the name, you know his voice. Anybody that's been to Assembly Hall knows his voice. He's been the PA announcer there for 45 years. Um, somewhat abruptly announced his retirement Monday morning. Uh, he just simply said it was time, and he knew it was time. Um, he set up a meeting with the AD and, and some other athletic office kind of officials and told them that um, it was time to go basically on Sunday. They released a statement on Monday, and um, that's that. And he is immediately uh, retiring. So just a shout-out to him. It's one of those things. He's a part of the IU experience. He's been a part of it for 45 years. Uh, and it's just one of those things that connects people um, throughout their kind of IU experience, each their individual IU experience. Um, and it's one of those things that you don't really realize until you won't have it. You won't realize how big of a part of IU and Assembly Hall um, he has been until when the Hoosiers take the court on Saturday and he's not the PA announcer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the, what the team, the program, the university does uh, because he was as big of a part of women's basketball as he was men's basketball. He was there for all the games. Um, he was, uh, he was, he was the person at assembly hall for 45 years. So just wanted to wish him, Congratulations, a happy retirement. Hope he goes and enjoys life uh, post-Assembly Hall, but uh, it certainly will not be the same without him. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, maybe some more news on the IU football front. Uh, talk a little bit more IU basketball. We're going to have a really exciting guest. I don't want to jinx it, but I believe we're going to have a really exciting guest lined up uh, later this week to talk IU basketball and IU football now, it seems like. Uh, so I can't wait for that. Be sure you guys are subscribed so you do not miss that. Uh, I believe the episode will be coming out on Thursday. So be sure, again, you guys are subscribed wherever you listen to us at. Uh, now make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q with expert insight and analysis from Lee Sterling. They are your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Thanks as always, guys, for the support. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at LO underscore Hoosiers. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, have a great Tuesday in LEO.